The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 1. Book 7, The Insurrection of Women. Chapter 3, Black Cockades. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 7, Chapter 3, Black Cockades. But fancy what effect this Thyestes repast and trampling on the national cockade must have had in the Salle des Menus in the famishing bakers' queues at Paris. Nay, such Thyestes' repasts, it would seem, continue. Flandre has given its counter-dinner to the Swiss and hundred Swiss. Then on Saturday there has been another. Yes, here with us is famine, but yonder at Versailles is food, enough and to spare. Patriotism stands in queue, shivering hunger-struck, insulted by patrolatism, while bloody-minded aristocrats, heated with excess of living high, trample on the national cockade. Can the atrocity be true? Nay, look, green uniforms faced with red, black cockades, the colour of night. Are we to have military onfall and death also by starvation? For behold, the Corbeil corn-boat, which used to come twice a day with its plaster of Paris meal, now comes only once. And the town hall is deaf, and the men are laggard and dastard. At the Café de Foire this Saturday evening a new thing is seen, not the last of its kind, a woman engaged in public speaking. Her poor man, she says, was put to silence by his district. Their presidents and officials would not let him speak. Wherefore she here with her shrill tongue will speak, denouncing, while her breath endures, the corbeil boat, the plaster of Paris bread, sacrilegious opera dinners, green uniforms, pirate aristocrats, and those black cockades of theirs. Truly it is time for the black cockades at least to vanish. Them, patrolatism itself will not protect. Nay, sharp-tempered Monsieur Tassin, at the Tuileries parade on Sunday morning, forgets all national military rule, starts from the ranks, wrenches down one blockade, which is swashing ominous there, and tramples it fiercely into the soil of France. Patrolatism itself is not without suppressed fury. Also, the districts begin to stir. The voice of President Danton reverberates in the Cordeliers. People's friend Marat has flown to Versailles and back again, swart bird, not of the halcyon kind. And so Patriot meets promenading Patriot this Sunday and sees his own grim care reflected on the face of another. Groups, in spite of patrolatism, which is not so alert as usual, fluctuate deliberative. Groups on the bridges, on the quays, at the patriotic cafes. And ever as any black cockade may emerge, rises the many-voiced growl and bark, Abba! Down! All black cockades are ruthlessly plucked off. One individual picks his up again, kisses it, attempts to refix it. But a hundred canes start into the air, and he desists. Still worse went it with another individual, doomed by extempore plebiscitum to the lantern saved with difficulty by some active corps de garde. Lafayette sees signs of an effervescence, which he doubles his patrols, doubles his diligence to prevent. So passes Sunday, the 4th of October, 1789. Sullen is the male heart, repressed by patrolatism. Vehement is the female, irrepressible. 
The public-speaking woman at the Palais Royal was not the only speaking one. Men know not what the pantry is when it grows empty. Only house-mothers know. Oh, women, wives of men that will only calculate and not act. Patrolitism is strong, but death by starvation and military onfall is stronger. Patrolitism represses male patriotism, but female patriotism? Will guards named national thrust their bayonets into the bosoms of women? Such thought, or rather such dim, unshaped, raw material of a thought, ferments universally under the female nightcap, and by earliest daybreak, on slight hint, will explode. End of Book 7, Chapter 3